The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slave said to him, Do you want us to go and pull up and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then, at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what was lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then, dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and good seed the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. Good morning, everybody. Oh, it is good that we are here. Especially now, especially as, as, as this whole COVID thing is ratcheting it up again. You realize that like a lot of people have been calling, asking about our masses, if they're still going on, because in the vast majority of our state, all of the churches are shut down again. And my brother Parita is speaking to some of them. They're all scrambling to try to move their masses outdoors, especially, which is a huge task, especially like in the valley in Sacramento. It's hot down there, and, and they don't have much space to do their masses at, so they're all scrambling. And so we got to count our blessings, the fact that we're up here. And just FYI, because it can change at any moment, by the way. And so we're trying to come up with contingency plans. If we have the last second, we have to switch outdoors. And so I'm trying to think it through. It's a little easier here in, in our town because we have many have offered your properties to, to host us up mass. And even our outdoor here, we have a beautiful area. If we do move it there, uh, try to figure out some kind of shading. because I don't want you to burn your foreheads or anything. So, so try to figure out ways that we can try to uh, adapt to this crazy situation we're in. But thank God we're here. Seriously, the vast majority of our brothers and sisters cannot be at church today. And also on a lighter note, uh, after the prayers of the faithful, we have a joyous occasion that we're celebrating. Uh, we do a special wedding anniversary blessing for Zach and Amy Filippini. Last Wednesday, they celebrated 50 years of marriage, 20, 20 years of marriage. And so we thank God for that. And so after the, end of math, or at the, after the prayers of the faithful, We'll uh, do a special blessing for Zach and Amy, and I'll invite them up and uh, so they can be embarrassed. So, so we'll go ahead and do that. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My heart is heavy. My heart is heavy. It's been a rough few weeks for Christianity in general, but in particular for our church. And I want to list to you what's been happening, because you won't hear this in the mainstream media, by the way. So of course, last week, I've mentioned it before, briefly, last weekend, the San Gabriel Mission in Los Angeles, a church which is older than our entire nation itself built in 1771, torched. Investigation is still ongoing, but arson is highly suspected. Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Miami, Florida. Man drives into the very doors of the church where our brothers and sisters were preparing for mass, crashes into it, gets out, dumps gasoline in the entire front, lights it on fire. Police give chase, eventually capturing him. Good Shepherd Catholic Church in New Haven, Connecticut. The founding church where the Knights of Columbus were founded. In fact. Satanic sacrilegious symbols spray painted all in front. St. Peter's Catholic Church in Boston. A beautiful white marble statue of our Blessed Mother. Tagged with idol written down her front. Cathedral Preparatory School in Brooklyn, New York. 
another statue of our mother beheaded. Statues of St. Junipero Serra in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Sacramento, torn down by mobs. St. Louis, a mob tried to tear down that beautiful statue of its namesake, the holy, saintly King Louis IX. They vandalized it, tried to tear it down. Catholics there, as they tried to clean it and defend it, assaulted, punched. Good Shepherd Catholic Church, West Kendall, Florida. A statue of Jesus of the Sacred Heart, beheaded. Tried to find the head and lost, stole that. And that's just the United States. Two days ago, in the beautiful ancient cathedral of Nantes, France, which is in the west coast of France, this beautiful Gothic cathedral took centuries to build, lit on fire. And then also, one of the most magnificent churches ever built, which stood for 1,100 years as one of the grandest, one of the biggest buildings on earth in Istanbul, Turkey, known as the Church of Holy Wisdom or Haggai Sophia. It used to be a magnificent church. Turned into a mosque in 1453 when that city fell, but then about 80 years ago, turned into a museum in order to, to have it as a place so it could be open to everybody. It's only second to St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican of its importance. The president, in order to solidify his power, reverted it back into a mosque. The entire Christian world devastated by it. You see why my heart is heavy. The church was undergoing violence. But my heart is hopeful. Because look at the words that our Lord says to us in the beautiful parable. So the kingdom of God is like a sower who sows wheat in his field. But then what happens? An enemy comes, sows weeds now. And the servants ask him, Master, let's pull up the weeds. Because is that not us who cry out to God who witness this violence? God, stop the weeds. Root them out. Our enemies are, are, are running rampant. Stop them. But then Jesus says, no. Leave them. Leave them. Because he says at the end of the age, and as he explains it in the, in the, towards the end, 
these weeds will be collected and burned up in the fire. In other words, they will not get away with it. No one does. How often in our lives, and I hear these stories from you all the time, especially when people hurt you, and they seem to get away with it. Oftentimes in our world today, it's always the crooks and the criminals that seem to flourish, don't they? Those who hurt other people who seem to get away with murder or crime. And they live lives just free. But Jesus says, oh, nobody gets away with it in the end. And so the huge question is now, how are we to respond? Imagine this. If I went toe-to-toe with somebody trying to burn down our church, standing in front, and they walked up to our church with a crowbar, and I stood there with my rosary. Who's more powerful? The world says the man with the crowbar is more powerful. Ah, but Jesus says, no, the one armed with him is more powerful. Because we have to remember with the words of St. Paul that our enemy is not some Antifa, cowardly, masking their face. Our enemies against the principalities and the powers, against evil spirits. You see, my brothers and sisters, this battle is mostly, firstly, a spiritual one. Spiritual one first. And so as Christians, we must respond with spiritual weapons. Our church is undergoing violence. And if I may add to that famous quote from Edmund Burke, the only thing necessary for a triumph of evil is for Catholics to do nothing. And so we will do something. So I want to call you to your spiritual weapons first. Intensify your prayer life. If your schedule allows it, come to a daily Mass. Ask yourself, who hates it the most when you go to church on Sunday? Who hates it most? When you make the sacrifice even during the week when you're not obligated to go, who do you think hates it the most when you come to a daily mass. Our enemy, the devil. Who hates the most when you pick up your rosary beads and out of frustration, you say, I'm tired, but you know, I will offer this holy rosary for the suffering church spread throughout the world. Who hates it most when you humble yourself and you go to confession? Who hates it most? Oh, our enemy, the devil, hates it most. You see, we intensify ourselves, as the Lord tells us, because he tells us frustratingly to turn the other cheek. Pray for your enemies. Forgive them. And so we must respond in the way of our master. First. 
Because how many, we've existed for 2,000 years. We've outlasted all of our enemies. We've outlasted the Roman Empire. We've outlasted all the dictators that tried to squash us. We will outlast this too. Because, my brothers and sisters, we are the comeback kid (laughs) as a Catholic church. The more they persecute us, the more we flourish. So I want to call you to arms, not with the weapons of the world, but with the weapons of saints. Because it is the saints who convert the world. We stand in a proud line with 2,000 years of heroic Christians. And then when we follow that, as the Lord tells us, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. And I'll leave you here with the words of St. Paul, powerfully reminding us, so appropriate for now. When our anger ceases, our anger boils, right? Because what our, was it our reaction? I'm angry too. I want to I want to fight them. I want to punch them. I want to hurt them. Right? St. Paul says in Romans 12, verse 19, Do not avenge yourselves. Leave justice up to me. So let us do our part and let God fight for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.